The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fantasy Championships here on Filato's Fantasy Corner. I am your host, Nicholas Filato. It's the holiday season and we are here on Big Blue View Radio giants sb nation platform if you made it this far everybody this is the last game if you play in the correct leagues that end in week 16 if you do not then you should probably get there because week 17 games are just uh kind of a joke because you may not be with your best players but if you're here listening to this right now you have one game to win and i'm going to try and give you the opportunity to win that game by going through each of these games, going over the over-unders, what Vegas thinks, and then giving my fantasy rankings to help you. Now, we will not be going over the Minnesota-New Orleans game on Christmas Day, but we're going to start from Saturday football and through. So, with that said, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Detroit Lions, where Tampa Bay is favored by 9.5 points on the road with a 53.5 point over-under. Tom Brady is a smash play in this game. Tom Brady had a good week last week. It wasn't great, but he had a good week. 26 fantasy points. Now, when you look at Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and some of the other quarterbacks, however, we have to consider that he had two touchdowns vultured by Leonard Fournette on the goal line that could have been his touchdowns if his receivers just got into the end zone. So Tom Brady is a smash this week against Detroit, a team that might not have an entire coaching staff because they're all could be on the COVID-19 list. Close contacts, which is kind of an interesting story to follow alone. I have Tom Brady as a top five quarterback this week against Detroit, a team even with their coaching staff that's just not really capable of stopping a lot. They give up a ton on the ground, which makes Leonard Fournette a good start as well. There is no Ronald Jones in this game, which we're not expecting him. So I think you can start Leonard Fournette as well as a running back too. Because they are so horrendous on the ground. I think Matt Stafford is someone you can consider. But if you're in the finals, hopefully you have someone a little bit better. And that's not really a referendum on Stafford. It's just Stafford can take a hit and then just leave the game. He left the blowout loss last week against Tennessee. This could be somewhat similar. And I wouldn't really want to roll the dice. He can get your points early on. You can throw on Tampa Bay. They run a lot of man coverage. Marvin Jones could have a solid game. I think he's somebody you can consider as a wide receiver three flex, that kind of player, even higher if you really look at his target share, but that's only if Matt Stafford plays. It's looking like he will. DeAndre Swift is someone you're going to start. It's a tough matchup, but it's going it's going to be difficult to sit DeAndre Swift. 
I think Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown are all in consideration. Mike Evans is a wide receiver one. Chris Godwin, a little bit of a low-end wide receiver two. He's been not that great this season. He only had five targets last week. He did end up getting in the touchdown, but if he didn't get that touchdown by the goal line, it would have been pretty bad game from Chris Godwin. So I view him and Antonio Brown in a similar kind of tier. They're wide receiver threes, maybe low-end wide receiver twos, just because they are going up against Detroit's defense. And you hope that Tampa Bay's defense is going to allow Detroit to score. That's not a foregone conclusion. This could this game could be over early in the third quarter where they just lean on the run and it could become a huge Leonard Fournette game. So if you do have better options, I would go in that direction. But Chris Goblin and Antonio Brown, they do come in my top 35 wide receivers. Antonio Brown finally got in the end zone last week, had seven targets, caught five of them for 93 yards with that 46-yard long. They use, a, they use him around the line of scrimmage quite often, which is good because he has the playmaking ability to make people miss and kind of get a lot of yak it just hasn't necessarily happened quite yet this season as for Detroit wide receivers like I said I think Marvin Jones Jr. is definitely someone you can entertain and play he's going to be seeing probably a lot of Carlton Davis it's not a great matchup but Marv has been balling out recently and you have to respect that I think both tight ends are in play TJ Hawkinson a little bit more than Rob Gronkowski I have TJ Hawkinson in my top five tight ends. He comes in at five, and then I have Rob Gronkowski at eight. So I think that's definitely people you can look at. Suck up, it's a solid kicking option that you could probably find on the free agent wire as well. Then we have San Francisco and Arizona, another Saturday game. This one is a 4.30 start. The over-under on this game is 48.5, and the Arizona Cardinals are five-point favorites at home. Look, in this game, Kyler Murray, he's a start. You're not going to start C.J. Beathard. Pretty simple. Raheem Mostert is now out. He's on the IR. So you have Jeff Wilson Jr., who's probably going to shoulder a lot of the load. But he's been dinged up. Left the game a little bit. Dinged up with the ankle injury against Dallas. He's probably going to play. I think he's a flex-worthy player. Probably going to see the lion's share over Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. But both of those players are going to be involved in this game script could get out of hand. We don't really know what San Francisco is going to do. They've been a very inconsistent football team, and their defense has been playing really poorly because they're so dinged up. So how is that going to affect the offense? I don't know if I want to put all my stock into someone like Jeff Wilson Jr., unless this is a two-flex league or if you're weak at running back. If you're weaker at running back, then definitely. He had 16 carries last week, 60 yards, punched it in the end zone. Week before, he had 11, 31 yards, punched it in the end zone. So that's encouraging. But you are going up against an Arizona defense that seems to have found something since they played the Giants, and they've been playing a lot better. So I have Jeff Wilson as a flex play. And when I say that, again, it's running back one, running back two, and then flex. Flex is just basically like saying a running back three. I think he's playable, but if you have better options, go that direction. As for McKinnon and Coleman, I really don't want to entertain that. I think Kenyon Drake is also a flex kind of play. Maybe a low-end running back, too, because San Francisco has been so poor. They just got thrashed by Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard is a more explosive player than Kenyon Drake. Well, Arizona moves the football a lot. They move it well. They can get down the field, and there should be some goal line opportunities, and you hope Kenyon Drake gets into the end zone and falls into the end zone. Last week, he had 12 touches, did nothing with it. You're hoping for a bounce-back week, so that's why I have him a little bit lower than what he probably could be if he as a home favorite against a team like San Francisco. But again, I think he is a startable player. Hopkins, you're going to start. Brendan Ayuk, you're definitely going to start. 
I'm not going to probably entertain any of these other receivers, though. I'm not going to go to Christian Kirk or Kendrick Bourne or any of those guys. Now, George Kittle may play in this game. Definitely going to look in that direction <laughs> with the current situation at the tight end position. If he's out there, go and get him right now. Check your free agent wire because he's probably going to play in this football game. Dan Arnold, that is a low-end starter right there. He's somebody who, if you need points, if you need to, if you're playing a juggernaut and you need somebody with a lot of upside, I think Dan Arnold is somebody that you can kind of put into your lineup and feel somewhat comfortable about in the sense that he can get a 50-yard pass for a touchdown because Cliff Kingsbury uses him down the field so often. I also think Jordan Akins is somebody like that. Not in the sense of they use him a lot down the field often, but he has two double-digit touchdown upside with Houston. So that's how I kind of view Dan Arnold. Not somebody you really necessarily want to start, but if you're, if you're desperate, you can probably do that. Let's move on to the next Saturday game, and that is the Miami Dolphins going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. And this is a 47.5 point over-under. The Dolphins are favored by three. Raiders have not looked all that great. They just lost in primetime Thursday night football to Justin Herbert and Anthony Lynn and the Chargers team. I'm not interested in starting any quarterback in this game. Not where you're at right now. It's too much of a risk to start Marcus Mariota against this Miami defense. Derek Carr, he may play. I would be surprised, but you're not going to go that direction. And then Tua had two rushing touchdowns last week and still finished with less than 20 fantasy points. He didn't have that many weapons. He might be getting some of them back. Las Vegas' defense is pretty bad, but I think there are better options out there. Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts, if he's somehow still out there, which I highly doubt. But I'd rather go in those directions. Miles Gaskin was just activated from the COVID-19 list. He's somebody that you can, you can play, for sure. Now, we've seen what Miami does. They like to rely on one back. Gaskin is that guy when he's healthy. As long as it's a little bit risky just because... We don't know how this virus affected him. He could be maybe out of shape in the sense that he needs to catch his breath, which could lead to a split back between Hamad and Gaskin. But if Gaskin is active, I would rather roll with him, and I probably would avoid Ahmed. I think I said Ahmad before, but Ahmed, I think is how you pronounce that. Josh Jacobs, though. That's somebody that you can definitely look at. He had 26 carries. Last week, drafted him in the first round, more than likely, got into the end zone. And that's what you're expecting. Now, the game script in Vegas is saying that Miami is favored here. And it's that carries some concern, but I don't know if you have better options than someone like Josh Jacobs. I would say that the upside is capped, but it would be hard to bench him. If you have David Montgomery and a Derrick Henry, and because David Montgomery, remember, He's somebody that you probably got in like the seventh round because of that ankle injury. So if you have a unique combination of players, then yes, you can look in that direction. I've had to do that in a couple different leagues with not just Josh Jacobs, but Clyde edwards Lair. But I would cap the upside a little bit, but the volume is going to be there. You know what Las Vegas wants to do, and at this point, you're trying to go after opportunity. Upside may be down. You got to look at your roster, look at your opponent's roster. See what you have, see your options, and then make your decision. And it's unfortunate because Miami has been really good against the running back position the last four weeks. They've only allowed 14 fantasy points to that position. 
which is not ideal for Josh Jacobs, but you know the opportunity is going to be there. It's going to be hard to get away from him. If you have the options, I, I would say you could probably do it, but it may be unlikely that you have the options. All right, before we get into the Sunday slate, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We have the Colts traveling to Pittsburgh in a 44.5 point over-under where the Colts are favored by two. Pittsburgh coming off that Monday night loss to Cincinnati where their offense looks really, really bad. And they really don't give me any sort of motivation to start any of these players. It's difficult. It really is. The Colts are a really, really tough defense, and against quarterbacks, they've actually given up a decent amount of fantasy points over the last couple games. They rank fifth right now in the last four games. Fantasy points given up to the position, but the Steelers are so out of sorts. How can you trust that? So I really don't want to start Roethlisberger or Rivers. I hope there are better options out there. And you can check my rankings on Big Blue View. They will be out on Friday. Then... As for other players, Jonathan Taylor, he's definitely somebody that I want to start. Naheem Hines, I think, is somebody that you can entertain. Taylor has had over 20 touches in the last two weeks. He had four catches last week, had a touchdown, had 16 carries. A week before, he went 20 for 150 against Las Vegas. So you can definitely, definitely like what you can expect from Jonathan Taylor. But this is also a tough run defense. They just got thrashed, though, by Giovanni Bernard. So hopefully Indianapolis on the road can establish the run in Pittsburgh where the weather may be a little windy, a little bit cold, but not anything too ridiculous. And as for the skill position players, I don't really want to start any of them. I think T.Y. Hilton is a flex kind of player. Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver too against Indianapolis. He's definitely the main target, but Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not in love with them. I really am not. Tight end, Eric Ebron, we don't even know if he's going to be healthy. It could be Moali Cox, Trey Burton, or Jack Doyle. So I don't want to look at any of the Indianapolis tight ends either. I think both defenses are startable. The Colts defense more so than Pittsburgh. But I definitely think you can look at the defenses. But there's not a lot of fantasy greatness there. And that's why the over-under isn't exactly sexy. But the over-under in this game really is. And that's the Chiefs hosting the Falcons with a 54-point over-under. 10.5 point favorites to the Chiefs. And there's a lot of fantasy greatness in this game. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, you're starting. Now, Matt Ryan, I think you can start him. Usually without Julio Jones, he doesn't play that well, but he had north of 30 points last week without Julio Jones because of Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. They were using Russell Gage outside. So I think both Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley are startable. Calvin Ridley, high end, wide receiver one. Russell Gage, I would say a wide receiver three probably where I would gauge him. Ha, see what I did there. Then as for the running backs, Le'Veon Bell, somebody you could probably pick up off the free agent wire maybe. Plug him in. I think you can play him. I don't think they're going to ride him into the ground. Atlanta has been a very good run defense recently. They rank about middle of the pack in the last four games, giving fantasy points up to the position, but they have been surprisingly 
good. They just gave up two touchdowns to Leonard Fournette last week, which is kind of fluky, and it's not like Fournette looked good either. Le'Veon Bell, though, I think he's startable. I'm not starting Todd Gurley, Edo Smith, or Brian Hill. And as for those Chiefs wide receivers, Tyree Kill, his hamstring's a little tweaked. You're obviously rolling him out there. You're going to do it with confidence. Nicole Hardman, three wide receiver leagues, deep leagues. Maybe you can look at it, but you're really rolling the dice at this point. He had nine targets last week. I love to see that. Their dot is ridiculous. Their deep bombs from one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in a while. But it's still a huge risk because there are so many weapons in this offense. So I, you, you could do probably a little bit better. And then Hayden Hurst, I'm not looking at. Travis Kelsey is an absolute smash. Dial it in. Let's move on to the Jets and the Cleveland Browns, where the Jets host the Browns, and it's a 47-point over-under. Browns are favored by 9.5 points in this game. Now, I think Baker Mayfield is somebody that you can definitely start here. We saw last week with the Giants, and this could be similar if the Jets can't move the football. But we saw last week, they just took their foot off the pedal and didn't have to do that much in the second half. Now, that's the worry with Baker Mayfield, but he's been playing very, very well, and he's going up against a bad secondary. And this is another player that could be on the free agent wire against a team that just gives up one of the highest point margins to the quarterback position. So I think Baker Mayfield is certainly somebody that you can start. I have Baker Mayfield as my 11th-ranked quarterback, right in front of Mitchell Trubisky, right behind Ryan Tannehill. I think there is a drop-off, though, between Tanny and... Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold, I'm not going to do that in the fantasy playoffs. Nick Chubb, definitely a startable asset. PPR leagues, he doesn't have as much value. And there's always going to be that fear that they did with the Giants, what they did against the Giants. They didn't need him down the stretch, so they don't use him. I think Kareem Hunt could have a bounce back week here, but Kareem Hunt tends to do more in more competitive type of games. This isn't probably going to be that situation. So I have him probably as like a running back three flex type of option. If you have someone better, go in that direction. Somebody in a more sexy fantasy matchup because the Jets are pretty solid against the run as well. But you could throw all over him. And that's why I like Jarvis Landry this week. I think he's in a very good spot. Rashard Higgins, I think, is a startable asset, a lower end startable asset, though. And then I think Jameson Crowder is somebody that you can possibly entertain in three wide receiver leagues. Got eight targets last week. 66 yards hasn't found the end zone since that two touchdown game against the Raiders we know Sam Darnold loves to throw to the slot so I think that's somebody in PPR leagues that you can definitely look at the Jets should be in catch-up mode most of the game against a better team which is the Cleveland Browns who are kind of playing incredibly good football so I think you can definitely entertain somebody like Jameson Crowder but I'm not too thrilled about Brashad Perriman and his revenge game or any of these other receivers tight end wise Austin Hooper, the Jets have given up the most fantasy points over the last while to the tight end position, and they gave up a touchdown to Higby last week, and Hooper saw six targets against the Giants, got in the end zone. I think Hooper is definitely somebody that you could start, and you probably won't be all that disappointed. Then we have the New York Giants going to Baltimore. Ah, our lovely New York Giants, who are 11-point dogs on the road with a 45-point over-under. Love Lamar Jackson. I like J.K. Dobbins. I don't love him, though, because he can get vultured by Lamar or Gus Edwards. But I think he's a running back, too, somebody that you can start. But if you have other options or leagues where I actually have J.K. Dobbins, then I might not start him just because I have better options than him. He's my 15th running back on the week, though. 
Wayne Gallman, look, if you have Wayne Gallman and you start him, you're probably not where you need to be right now. I think Gus Edwards in deep leagues is somebody that you can look at because they are favored. The Giants aren't going to do much on offense at all. It's probably going to be a lot of running in the fourth quarter. Game's probably going to go quickly. I think Marquise Brown is a wide receiver three that you can consider. You hope that he does some stuff in the first half. But again, this isn't going to be a competitive game. I'm not going with any of these Giants wide receivers. And then Mark Andrews is definitely somebody to play. And if Daniel Jones plays, I would think about Evan Ingram. But with Colt McCoy... I don't want to really go in that direction. Ravens are an excellent play. We have Cincinnati and Houston. This game is in Houston. And the Cincinnati Bengals are dogs by 8.5. So Houston's favored by 8.5 with a 45.5 point over-under. It's probably going to be Ryan Finley who just had a victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody saw it. That's all well and good, but I don't think that's going to be replicated. Love to Sean Watson in this matchup. The defense of Cincinnati has been playing well. It's not just what they did against Pittsburgh, but they have been playing a bit better the last couple weeks. Haven't been as terrible. I really like David Johnson in this matchup, though, because Houston's going to be able to move the ball on the defense, and they're going to be able to get into the red zone, and they're going to be able to get David Johnson those red zone opportunities that he can punch in every now and again. Last week, he had 11 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 yards receiving. I don't think they're going to need him to that level this week, but I still think he's a good running, solid running back too to have. Giovanni Bernard is more of a desperation flex play. I know he's coming off of the game of his season against Pittsburgh, had all the workload. You love to see it, and Houston is a pretty bad defense. I don't think, it's just there's been a track record the last five games of him not doing anything, and now you go on the road after that really high energy level win a short week I don't know if I want to roll the dice in the fantasy playoffs I have him as a flex instead of something like a running back too wide receivers I think you can go with Kiki Kuti and Brandon Cooks as low-end wide receiver twos Cooks hasn't been what you expected since Will Fuller has been injured he's gotten you double digit points and full PPR type of formats but it hasn't been as pretty as you would have hoped Kiki Kuti could have had a second touchdown last week but it got knocked out he hasn't. He didn't play as many snaps as Chad Hansen, but Houston uses so much eleven personnel that it almost doesn't matter. And Kuti operates a lot as a slot. He goes into the boundary as well. I think he's a solid option. But this is also Cincinnati. I don't think they're going to compete as much through the entire game like Houston is used to doing, where Deshaun Watson has to throw the ball over forty-five times. I don't know if that's going to be the case, and that may cap the upside of. Kiki Kuti, Brandon Cooks, and even Chad Hansen, who has had a decent amount of success and in really, really deep leagues is somebody that you can probably start, but it's a little concerning to say the least. With Ryan Finley, I really don't want to trust T. Higgins or A.J. Green. If I had to trust one of them, it would be T. Higgins. He seems to be the first read on a lot of these plays. He's very talented in Houston secondary. is just pretty awful at defending wide receivers and I mentioned it before I think Jordan Akins is somebody you can roll out there hope he gets in a touchdown he had six targets last week caught five of them he dropped a touchdown a week before that back in Thanksgiving he dropped two touchdowns against Detroit this is only if you need a tight end (laughs) this isn't somebody like you have Dallas Goddard or something and you want to change it up because Goddard didn't have a good week but if you need a tight end he's probably on the waiver wire I can't imagine a lot of people own him Jacksonville hosting the Chicago Bears. This is a 47.5 point over under, and the Bears are favored by 7.5 points. Mitchell Trubisky is a pretty good start here. 
It's not sexy, but in super flex leagues, he's somebody that I think you can roll with. Two weeks ago, he had over 24 fantasy points. Last week, he had only 14, but he didn't really have to do all that much against Minnesota. They weren't exactly competitive, and it was all David Montgomery, who is somebody we'll go over here in a bit. And then Gardner Minshew, I don't love it against Chicago's defense. I know he's home, and there's talks that Mike Lennon could be getting this start. So we're just going to roll with Trubisky, and I think there's probably better options out there as well. Depending on at this stage, if you're in a consolation bracket, maybe in one quarterback leagues, but at this stage, you probably have one of these top quarterbacks. So, depends on your obvious situation. Montgomery is a smash start here. James Robinson, it's up in the air if he's going to play. You have to monitor the situation. And if he doesn't play, I don't know if I have the confidence to start Darway, Wale, or Divine Azigbo. Both, ironically, have the same initials. Anyways, I don't know if I have that confidence because I don't know what the breakdown is going to be. Agumba Wale last week came in. He had a couple rushing attempts, was targeted. And I don't know if there is no James Robinson. I know Zigbo only had one target last week, but they might try to go with a dual backfield. And just Robinson has been so much better than everybody else. That's why they've given him the entire workload. So I, I just wouldn't want to risk that in the fantasy playoffs. Wide receiver-wise, I'm probably not going to go with anybody from Jacksonville. going to love Allen Robinson. Mooney gives me interest in deeper type of leagues. He's had touchdowns recently, which is something that he didn't necessarily do a lot in the beginning of the season, but he's not getting targeted all that often, but he has that playmaking type of ability. And as for tight ends in this game, I would like Cole Komet, but Jimmy Graham's not going away. Tyler Eifert in deep leagues is somebody that you can look at because he's getting some targets and he's going up against the Bears and they've been pretty bad against tight ends, but there are better options out there. Guys, I've already kind of went over on this podcast. Washington hosts Carolina, and this is a whopping 44.5 point over-under. Not all that sexy. Washington is favored by 2.5 points against these Panthers, and we don't really know who's going to be the quarterback with the whole Dwayne Haskins situation. For those of you who do not know, he was out partying with strippers after the game, and there could be a suspension coming down. Seems like he may get the start if Alex Smith is not back and Alex Smith has been limited in practice. It's not 100% certain if he'll be back. Either way, there's not a lot of great fantasy options here. I tend to like guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and even Curtis Samuel in a lot of matchups, but you don't know who it's going to be. And this Washington defense has been good against wide receivers. They have been because teams have just been getting the ball out of their hands so quickly because of this pass rush. Now, over the last four games, Washington is about middle of the pack, actually on the upper echelon, but I don't know which guy it's going to be. Robbie Anderson got shut down by Jair Alexander last week, but is that going to carry over? He had double-digit targets the week before that. So I think if I had DJ Moore, I'm probably going to roll with him. If I have Robbie Anderson in a three-wide receiver league, I, I would definitely roll with him. But I, I don't have confidence in any of these guys. doesn't look like Christian McCaffrey is going to play. Antonio Gibson, if he's active, you're going to play him. But that's still up in the air. If he's not active, I'm going to roll with J.D. McKissick. If McCaffrey's not active, I will go with Mike Davis. If I have to, if I have better options, I have Mike Davis more as a fringe running back to flex in this matchup against this Washington defense. But he's proven that he can get it done. He had a down week last week in Green Bay in a positive matchup. But this should be a lower scoring type of game because Washington's defense always kind of controls the tempo of these games, as we saw last week with Seattle, despite the fact that Washington couldn't move the football whatsoever, at least not consistently and well. 
and Seattle still wins the football game. But that pass rush is still very, very scary. I think Washington, just because of that, you could start their defense in this matchup. And we have Justin Herbert hosting Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. And the Broncos are dogs by three, 48 and a half point over under. Herbert is a start, not going to roll with someone like Drew Locke. Keenan Allen, if he's healthy, but this is Wednesday as I'm recording this, and he did not practice. So you have to monitor what's exactly happening with Keenan Allen. He still has not practiced. I'm probably not going to go with someone like Mike Williams without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams practicing in full. I would maybe look at it. And if you're desperate, I think Tyron Johnson is somebody you can roll with if Keenan Allen misses the game. Three wide receiver leagues. Two wide receiver leagues, hopefully you have better options. But if he misses the game, deeper leagues, I think you can go with someone like Tyron Johnson against Denver's secondary that was just absolutely demolished by Josh Allen and the Bills. Austin Eckler, you're starting. I think Melvin Gordon, you can definitely start as well. He's coming off of a game against the Bills where he got in the end zone. Looked pretty good. Looked solid. I'm not going to roll with Philip Lindsay or Kalen Balaj. And Noah Fant, I think you could start him and Hunter Henry in this game. Noah Fant has been incredibly disappointing, but he's coming off of a double-digit target game. Looks like Pat Shermer's finally trying to get him the ball. He's only had one double-digit target game the entire season, and he has an incredible skill set, and granted, it was in a come-from-behind effort when they were throwing the football a lot, but I think he's somebody that, yes, you, you can go with, but I feel more comfortable with someone like Hunter Henry, who probably has a higher floor than Font, which is crazy because Fant's ceiling is absolutely ridiculous, but Henry has a baseline with Herbert, and it seems to be working. Then we have the Rams against the Seattle Seahawks. This should be an interesting game. It's an interdivision game. It's a 47.5 point over-under. Seems like the Seahawks always kind of struggle against the Rams defense, but they are favored, the Seahawks, that is, by a point and a half. And I don't really want to start Russell Wilson in this game. I really don't. I know they're home, but the Rams defense did not look good last week. I think they're going to be up to speed here with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in this defense. I think Jared Goff is somebody that you can start. There's the train. Last matchup, Jared Goff did a lot. But he didn't have that many fantasy points because he got vultured twice by Malcolm Brown. We hope that that doesn't happen this time around. And I know it's hard to trust him. And I'm not saying that you should just blindly trust him. But if you have limited options, he's somebody that I think you can put out there. And you're not going to feel terrible about it at the end of the day. I have him in my top 20 quarterbacks. I don't feel amazing. The matchup itself looks great. But what he did against the Jets last week gives you pause and what he did against Seattle last time gives you pause but again he threw a lot in that game completed a lot of passes but just didn't get the touchdowns you just hope that that variance comes back his way so I think it's somebody that you can look at if you need to he's definitely he's a start in super flex for sure but even in one quarterback leagues depending on what's going on now Chris Carson He's been a little down. He's splitting work with Carlos Hyde. Hyde got the touchdown last week, but I think you have to start Chris Carson in this matchup if you have him. Cam Akers is not there. Daryl Henderson is going to be a start. He's going to get right back into that role of getting a lot of carries. I think Brown will be used, but I think it's going to be the Henderson show against Seattle. As for these wide receivers, look, you can't bench DK Metcalf, but he's going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey, and that's not great. I love Robert Woods in this game coming off of a nice fantasy matchup where he had eight targets, 56 yards, caught six balls, had the one touchdown. Cooper Cup, you're hoping he has a bounce back. Didn't do all that well against Seattle last week 
or last time they played, I should say. I think he's a start and he's a wide receiver three. I would probably go with. I don't know if he's in that wide receiver two category. If not, he's a low end two. But I would probably start Cup over Lockett, who's in this game, which is kind of crazy to think because this should set up to be a Tyler Lockett game because Metcalf's going to be shut down by Jalen Ramsey. I don't mean shut down in the sense that Metcalf can't do anything, but he's going to be limited by him because Ramsey's a top five corner in the league. But Lockett, you just keep putting him in your lineups. I mean, I don't even know if you're in the fantasy finals right now if you had Lockett for the last several weeks. He's just been disappointing. But this is going to be an interesting game. These games, they look like they could be huge offensive games, but these division rivalries, they tend to be a little bit more lower scoring. I do think Tyler Higby, though, is somebody that you can roll out there. He had a touchdown last week. He had a touchdown two weeks ago. He's playing more and more snaps recently, so I definitely put him in to the tight end uh, conversation because the tight end position, like we always say on this pod, has just been horrendous basically all season, and you're looking for a touchdown. Higby has that upside. Dallas hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, 49.5 point over-under. And the Eagles are favored by two. There's a lot of fantasy options in this game. Love Jalen Hurts. I think Andy Dalton is a super flex quarterback, too. You could do better than someone like Andy Dalton, though, in a one-quarterback league. If Ezekiel Elliott plays, that's going to be the question. Because you don't know how healthy he's going to be, and he's going to cap Tony Pollard. No Zeke, Tony Pollard you're playing, for sure. Zeke plays, you got to hope Pollard busts a big play. The opportunity's not going to be there, and it's going to be more of a split between the two. Kind of caps both of them, their, their abilities, which is... Depressing, really, if you have Tony Pollard. Miles Sanders is definitely somebody that you're going to play. I think if we go to the tight ends real quick, Dallas Goddard is a tight end two. I don't think he's that tight end one locking in anymore with Zach Ertz there, who's kind of stealing targets. Dalton Schultz had a solid game against Philadelphia last time, but with that offense, there's a lot of weapons there. I don't know if I really want to roll that direction unless you're really desperate. And these wide receivers, there's quite a few of them. Mari Cooper is somebody that you're going to start. I think C.D. Lamb is somebody that is startable in a three-wide receiver league if you're somewhat desperate. Remember, his fantasy points last week were kind of inflated by a kick return on an onside kick. And then it comes to the Eagles wide receivers. Seems like Jalen Hurts just throws to whomever is open. You'll love to see that. It doesn't really rely on one target. There's not really one dominant target here in Philadelphia anyways. But Jalen Rager's questionable right now. Looks like he's going to play. Travis Fulgham, Alshon Jeffrey, Quez Watkins, and Greg Ward. If I had to start one of these guys, I would debate on it being Greg Ward. I really would, with Jalen Rager's injury. It would be Rager if he was fully healthy at practice all the time, and I think he's, go- he's going to be pl- playing this game for sure, but Ward seems to be the guy that Ra- that Hurts looks for in the red zone. I don't really want to play any of these guys, but in deeper leagues, he's interesting. Somebody to look at and I think both these defenses could be started to be honest Dallas had a great game last week against Nick Mullins but even two weeks ago they had a pretty solid fantasy game too I'd rather go in other directions but I think you can play them both and you could definitely also start Philadelphia's defense Sunday night football we have the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tennessee Titans 56 point over under the highest over under on the slate it is not the Chiefs which are usually the highest over under on the slate with a three point edge towards the Green Bay Packers. Should be a really good game, really entertaining game. Both quarterbacks are certainly in play with Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry is a smash start. Aaron Jones is definitely somebody you're going to start. Now, Jamal Williams is questionable in this game. He wasn't at practice on Wednesday, 
You gotta look into that, but I think you can probably have better options than Jamal Williams at this point in your fantasy playoffs. I think for the tight ends, Robert Tunyon is definitely somebody that you have to roll out there. He is a tight end one. You like to see Jonu Smith be more involved. He had five targets last week, call all five for over 50 yards, but I think you could just do better than someone like Jonu Smith because he's just been so wildly inconsistent. And then both A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams are smash starts. I like A.J. Brown a lot better than Corey Davis this week, even though Corey Davis was the player who excelled and helped a lot of teams last week. But Corey Davis plays a lot of the snaps on the right side, which is where Jair Alexander plays a lot of his snaps. So I think Corey Davis is going to be the one who sees Jair, and A.J. Brown might not be which could really free him up, but we got to pay attention to that. I don't know if I want to roll with Alan Lazard or Mark Wes Valdez-Scantling unless you're desperate. If I had to choose one of the two, if you need an upside play, you go with Valdez-Scantling, but he only had one target last week. But he, you know he's in for the big playability. Now, Alan Lazard had six targets, had over 50 yards, caught five of them. So I think he might be a little bit safer than someone like Valdez-Scantling who could drop a pass and just make Aaron Rodgers mad right off the bat. And as for defenses, I'm probably not going to play either of these defenses. And then we had Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, the division-winning Buffalo Bills. The 46-point over-under. The Bills favored by a touchdown, seven points that is, against at the New England Patriots. Wow. The world has changed so much. I think if you have Josh Allen, you're going to play him. Now, a lot of people are talking about benching Josh Allen for guys like Jalen Hurts. Look, Josh Allen has done so much for your fantasy team at this point. It would be hard to bench him. I get it. His worst game was against New England. Bill Belichick does great against these younger quarterbacks, but Josh Allen is clicking right now. I have Josh Allen as my sixth-ranked quarterback. I actually have Jalen Hurts at four with Tom Brady at five. I think I would play her. I might roll the dice with Hurts, but you're going to be really pissed at yourself if you don't start Josh Allen and he goes off and Hurts struggles because we've seen two games of Hurts. So you got to look at that and, and kind of consider all the factors and be like, do you really want to put all your stock in a divisional game with Jalen Hurts against a defense that has been bad all season, but it's coming off of a good game? If I was put in that position, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably roll with Josh Allen, to be honest. Even though I have Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts ranked over them. I think it would just be hard to get away from Josh Allen, even though he's struggled against New England. Cam Newton, I can't entertain. I really don't want to play any of these running backs. Sony Michelle, James White, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. If I had to choose one, it would probably be Zach Moss because they use him a lot by the red zone. But Josh Allen basically scores every touchdown here. And New England's defense is kind of beat up. Stephon Gilmore is not going to play in this game. He hurt his knee, which kind of just makes me think that I'd rather start Josh Allen and maybe even move Josh Allen up my rankings even more especially if Steph Diggs is healthy, which it seems like he will be. John Brown might be off the IR. Cole Beasley's a start. Steph Diggs is a start if he's healthy. I think Jacoby Myers is somebody that you can think about. He got back to getting the double-digit targets last week, and that's only in three wide receiver leagues because in two wide receiver leagues, I hope that you have better options than that, especially with more consistency. It just doesn't look great watching Cam Newton try to throw the football right now. And then Dawson Knox is somebody that you hope that you have better options. He doesn't fall into my top 20 at the tight end position, so I would like to go in another direction. You could definitely start Buffalo's defense, though. That's for sure. I wouldn't entertain New England's defense with the injury to Stephon Gilmore and just in general with the way the Bills have looked. Alrighty, everybody. This is Falato's Fantasy Corner. 
that's the slate of games i really hope you guys win your fantasy championships take it home please go to itunes or wherever you listen to this podcast rate subscribe review this podcast and have a lovely day and best of luck in the championship more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today